boat sodas, Gary. Right. Good luck tomorrow. Yeah, thanks, man. Oh, sorry to hear about Donnie. Oh, yeah, well, you know, sometimes you eat the bar and sometimes, uh, you know. Hey, man. How'd he do, dude? I wonder if I'd see you again. I wouldn't miss the semis. How oh, things yeah. been going? Well, you know, strikes and gutters, ups and downs. Sure, I've got you. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Well, take care, man. Gotta get back. Sure. Take it easy, dude. Oh, yeah. I know that you will. Yeah, well, the dude abides. What is up, everyone? My name is Jake, and this is another episode of The Rotten <laughs> Pea. Uh, <laughs> Can we keep that in? Yeah, we'll just keep it. What happened? Did she just make your finger move it? Yeah, because no. she got caught on the... My dog got caught on the power cord and uh, pulled on it, but it made my hand hit the button to stop the <laughs> music. I, I genuinely <laughs> thought that she broke this whole thing. <laughs> I kind of did for a second, too. I didn't really know what happened. All right. Are we all good, though? Like, yeah, everything's we're good. Still, still recording. We're rolling. So okay. uh, the, the, I think this is a podcast where four friends review movies you absolutely should have seen. I'm really off right now. Four, four friends and a dog. Four, fr- four friends review the movies, and then the dog breaks the equipment. Yep. Uh, my name's Jake. I'm Scott. I'm, I'm Zach. Bow, bow. <laughs> Was that <That's> blue? blue. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tyler. Yeah, uh, sorry, I, that really just threw me out of sorts, guys. <laughs> are you good? No, no, Do we're good. We're gonna take. It just, it just broke my focus. What, we got what movie are we doing? Uh, the Big Lebowski, that bowling movie. You know. <laughs> yeah, the movie about bowling. Yeah, and uh, that's all it's about. It was crazy when John Goodman sat down on the lane and put the bowling ball there and started spinning it really, really quickly with his finger in the hole and then pushed it to get the seven ten split. Did that happen? No, that <laughs> happened in another movie, and I'm trying to was think it the what Flintstones movie it was. It's a Disney movie called Alley Cats. That's right. <laughs> what, <the> <laughs> I, <laughs> like, what are you referencing right now? I, I definitely like saw it. I pictured it, but I'm like, this is so obscure. <laughs> I, I would never have gotten to it. See, I, I wouldn't have either. The way that you get the 710 split as the Flintstones movie has taught me is you split the ball. And then it goes for both pins. Mm, oh, I forgot there was bowling in that John Goodman movie too. Yeah. <laughs> John Goodman's a real big bowler. He has it in his contract. It's like Brad Pitt with eating mm-hmm. uh, that uh, John Goodman has to be bowling in a certain amount of scenes. Or, or Terrence Howard with math. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he has to be just ruining math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, like still processing that you don't know who Freddie Mercury is or David Bowie, <laughs> but like you can pull scenes out of Alley Cats. <laughs> That's a great point. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. That's, that's a fair assessment. Because here's the thing, if, and I'm just speculating, correct me if I'm wrong. Scott did not think about saying that until he said it. Oh, correct. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like he was like, hey, what's a weird movie I can talk about? Yeah. He was just like, oh, hey, Alley Cats. Yeah. <laughs> it literally just came to mind, and I said it. Like, I didn't even Do process you, what I was saying. As you're saying it, like, is like, in your mind, are you thinking like, oh, they'll probably know what Alley Cats is? Or is that not even... I thought Tyler might, but I knew you guys would. The consequences just aren't even, aren't even there for you. No. What was the consequence? Did you say that we would just sit there and look at you (laughs) dumbfounded? Did you say that was a Disney Channel original movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've watched a few. I've never, I don't even know I've heard of Alley Cats. Oh yeah. It's about a bowling team. It's not easy. I got that. It was a a girl that Uh like does the, does the final uh, bowl for the 710 split and everyone's like, you know. Girls can't throw a ball. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Well, she was like the worst one on the team, but she was the only one that could like pull off the seven ten split. And she was super passionate about bowling, but she oh, was that, bad at it. Was she as passionate about bowling as that other girl was about fighting in West Side Story? Uh, n- more so. Can't believe that that girl didn't come up now that I think about it. Uh, yeah. Me she was too. the worst part of the movie for me. <laughs> she was. Oh, the one that they were like, why aren't you wearing a skirt? Yeah. <laughs> Let me at him. I want to be in the gang. I think that she was the worst part of that movie for everyone involved. Yeah. Including her. Yeah. Um, but now, okay. Keep talking. Cause I have, I, I had a perfect recast for her now. All right. Oh, like I don't remember her name. Was that like yeah. from today? Is it just yeah. who's in the remake? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because that's what I. That's what. Yeah, I would have recast Tony with Ansel Egelfort. Is that who's going to be in? I yeah. don't even know who's going to be in. This that's remake. who's going to be. Kristen Schaal. 
Oh, that's oh, what I was gonna say too. Yes, yeah. I, I watched the movie. And I was like, Kristen Shaw could play her, and it would be way funnier. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like I remember, I had that thought, and it was just like, they, I mean, like they're supposed to be young people, but I still really would have loved if Kristen Shaw was in the remake. <laughs> Kristen Shaw is so funny, and I think like she forty-five-year-old Kristen Shaw, she would have done that like amazing. See, I actually don't think she's funny at all. Really, I hate her. I think she's. Oh, super, I, I think she's funny. Her, but I, don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't like her I comedy. Think she'd at be all. great at this. Yeah, I. hate hate her okay yeah. but i hated that character yeah, I, sure. I don't i haven't heard her do comedy i've just heard i've seen her in things like i think she's so funny in the flight of the concord really um, oh yeah and, and she's great in uh, last man on earth yeah i i haven't i i've seen like an episode or two, but oh no i did and i did not like that show and i did not like her in it and 30 rock who was she in 30 rock she was like uh kenneth's like, like one uh, of the pages, oh right? yeah. yeah she was a page she was yeah. like kenneth's like nemesis or something like that yeah. like she was trying to take over his isn't his she job. the voice of the little girl on bob's burgers too yeah that sounds right uh, yeah. i think i think she's in bob's burgers yeah i think she's the voice of the younger daughter I don't know why. That's solid recast, though, Zach. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, yeah that was I, a very I solid I wish he likes Kristen Shaw a little more. So welcome. We're today doing West Side Story Part 2. <laughs> I have Bob's Burgers. Watching the Bob. first we're picking up episodes. where the intermission left off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the 90-minute one. <laughs> the, the snaps, the 90-minute snapping we, uh, one. We uh, we took a break, uh, but we're back. Nice. No, we, we took our 90-minute intermission to go watch Prisoners, and now we're going to... <laughs> we watched Prisoners, uh, a, a two-and-a-half-hour two, a two two movie yeah. Yeah. in 90 minutes. We, we just, watched it like I watched Pan's Labyrinth. Say, we pulled a Scott. We're all like, oh, yeah, I like this movie, but I watched it at double speed. <laughs> Wait, is that how you watched Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah, I was running out of time. Like, literally, I watched it like that night before and I like, I think I think you finished it that morning or maybe like it was that morning that you watched morning. it at like two times the speed I watched it at like 1.5 yeah because Scott was like, like, like an hour and 15 minutes or something it was way shorter but <laughs> it, the thing was it was all in Spanish and so I was doing subtitles yeah. anyway so I was like I'm gonna read this faster anyways well, it, it just it still ruins a lot of the anyways but you don't remember <laughs> he was talking he's like yeah I enjoyed this movie more than any other movie we've done and then he was like yeah I watched it one and a half times <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember I enjoyed it so much that I just couldn't get it fast enough <laughs> yeah. all right so we are uh talking about the dude big lebowski jake you nominated this movie how come uh, i had never seen it and i obviously did not know a ton about it because legitimately i thought it was a bowling movie <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was alley cats yeah uh and i just it's something everybody talks about all the time and it's the coen brothers and they're great and so i was like i, I just gotta do it sometime or other you know so might as well watch it now uh especially like this is our coming up for breath in uh like bummer last month that we have this podcast bummer autumn uh <laughs> sad autumn sad. like it's like okay you have prisoners and then you, you poke your head up for breath and then you go into schindler's list that's right <laughs> you know and so it just seemed like the right time to, to throw a little comedy in there yeah well and at least it's a coen brothers comedy so it's not like ha ha funny the whole time it's more like you know quirky comedy like i laughed out dark. like quite a few times no i did too but it's not like a it's not like it's not a brothers. will ferrell movie yeah. yeah yeah uh it's not it's not dumb comedy it's 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 big brain comedy i would say okay probably i would agree you don't agree oh, i don't okay. know i was thinking i was, I was thinking See, about it while you're i didn't think it was funny at all but wait really no, I'm just playing that I don't oh. have a big brain. <laughs> oh, got it. Oh. <laughs> Small brain Zach over there. <laughs> I like Zoolander 2 more. Zoolander? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. I, I don't know. I, I can't see Roger Deakins shooting a, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. Adam Sandler <laughs> no, you're, movie. You're completely correct. I don't think he's doing <laughs> Grown Ups 3, so. <laughs> I heard he is. <laughs> it would probably be better. That would be hilarious. I mean, stranger things have happened. Like David Fincher was going to direct uh, uh, that Brad Pitt zombie movie, the sequel. Uh, World, World War Z? Z? Yeah, two. Oh. <laughs> and Andy Serkis is directing the Venom sequel. I didn't know Andy Serkis directed anything. Yeah. Is this his directorial debut? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not. Huh. He directed Venom, Let There Be Carnage. No Andy kidding. Did? Yeah. Yes. I'm that surprised you out. know who Andy Serkis is. Yeah. It's oh, he's Gollum. in the Dude, he's in the Scott MCU. is his his knowledge and then lack thereof of certain people like, never like, it defies logic. Yeah, I think yeah. that Andy Serkis biggest roles in cinema. But I mean, I, like, yeah, but as not him, you know, like, yeah, like he's, he's unrecognizable. Not, he's not Will Smith. Like you know, like people. <laughs> Who's that? 
<laughs> like in most of his recognizable roles, you never see his face. You know? I mean, they all still look like him. He looks disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> He does. He looks, dis- <laughs> he looks disgusting. I don't think Andy, he's that. I don't the, think he's that. That's not the that opinion of this podcast. Looks, he looks like Gollum. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I mean, I think they made Gollum to look like him just a hundred times worse. I don't think they... Spitting image. <laughs> like you saw if no you difference. If the two next to each other, I wouldn't be able to pick them apart. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> If Andy Sergis stops listening to this podcast because of you. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of Scott, though, and his hot takes, I wanted, I wanted to give a shout out. Uh, last night, uh, I was hanging out with Zach and his wife, Kate, and some of their friends. And uh, this person, like, texted or called Kate, called Kate as they, like, drove away. Uh, I was talking to her husband most of the night, but I didn't really talk to her. And she was like, wait, was that Scott? from the podcast and Kate was like, no, no, that was Tyler. And she was like, oh, never mind. I was going to drive around. I was going to turn the car around and come back to say <laughs> how much, how much I like him on the podcast. Yeah. Just that idiot Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, have a, I have a cult following just like this what, movie. What a mean person. <laughs> no, I thought she could have even pretended. <laughs> it's like, uh, that movie from the MCU, uh, when uh, Professor Hulk is like, come on, you want to see Scott? With Ant-Man. He's like, Ant-Man, man. And he's like, no. <laughs> like, he, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. It's fine. That's I've never fine. heard anyone say to. that movie from the MCU. <laughs> I've never heard anyone Referring say to that. Infinity War or Endgame. Which one was it? Those Endgame? <laughs> yeah, you know, one of those movies from the MCU. You yeah. know the biggest cinematic event of our lifetime? <laughs> the Big Lebowski? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So anyway, uh, were uh, Scott and Zach, were you both late bloomers on this? I was, I was yeah. yeah. I oh. was as well. Wow. I was the only person who had seen this before. You're the big Lebowski. We're the little Lebowskis. No, we're the dudes. <laughs> I think I'm the dude. Yeah, if he's I've seen the dude if you've seen before. it. Okay. You can be Donnie. But if he's the, the if big he's Lebowski, the thing, he's not. I would love to be Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie is my favorite attack. character. <laughs> I'll be John Goodman. I'll call in the helicopter. That makes sense. <laughs> So you get to be Peter Stormare, Zach. (laughs) Shut up, Donnie. (laughs) (laughs) There was a scene in this movie where the dude and John Goodman are standing next to each other, and the dude just with his long hair and long beard, and John Goodman was like, that kind of has some Tyler Scott energy right there. That'll for sure make it into a meme on the on the pod uh, Insta for sure. We should have done a we should have done a the boys about to record a hot app with. <laughs> just with so, them three, it just would have been you guys. Zach, who are you in this? I don't know. He's Peter Stormare. I guess I could He's be. He's one him. of the thugs. Oh, you could be. Um, uh, I could be a uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Was Philip Seymour? Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I love it. Oh man. Well, uh, Zach, what did you think of this movie? Okay, so I want to. I want to add a little bit of context for this real quick, or I want to tell a story because uh, last time we were recording, last time we did a Jake movie, we did Psycho, and I really wanted to like Psycho, and I didn't, and I was bummed about it, and I wanted to make the joke, hey, the bright side of this is I get to not like another Jake movie, but I looked over at Jake as I was going to say it, and I just saw his like just dead expression and he just looked so <laughs> numb to just me hating his movies and it just made me sad uh-huh so i i didn't say it and so then going into this movie i just had the thought of like i really have to like this movie like i, I don't what's gonna happen <laughs> if i just like so another high. if i dislike another jake movie I, this might have dire consequences for our friendship and I'm really happy to say that, like, I really freaking loved this movie. I would have uh, loved it if you just said, I'm really happy to say I hate it. For real to report. It. Could not stand it. As disgusting. As yeah, Andy Sergis is to Scott. <laughs> Two and a half hours of hell. <laughs> that would have been a great bit. But no, I, I really loved this movie. Like, so much more than I expected to. Like, I think I had more fun with this movie than most of the movies that we've done for this podcast. Uh, I, this may be my favorite Coen Brothers movie. Uh, I just thought it was a ton of fun. I thought these characters were hilarious and super memorable and very entertaining. I thought the story itself was ridiculous, but like so fun. And 
I thought so many parts of this movie was funny. It was like some of the funniest I've seen a lot of different actors. Like I wouldn't really consider myself a Jeff Bridges fan. Before this, I'd never seen anything in him that I, I really loved. And I loved him in this. I thought he was so funny. I think this is my favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman role I've ever seen. He <laughs> just made me laugh so much. Steve Buscemi was hilarious. John Goodman was great. Like everything about this movie, I just freaking loved so much. What about Jesus? I mean, I could have done without Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. He's barely in the movie. That's well, true. it's because like, he's got his whole spinoff. Exactly. And I knew that there was the spinoff that John Turturro made by himself. So I figured like, oh, he's probably a pretty big part of this movie. And he's not at all. Well, apparently John Turturro thought he was going to have a bigger part in the movie. <laughs> and then he read the script. and He's like, this isn't that big. And so the Coen brothers like let him come up with a bunch of his ideas for the character. Like, oh, that's, like that weird, like <laughs> dancing, sad. the weird dancing that he did and like the weird bowling ball shining that he did. Like that whole thing was his idea. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that kind of bummed me out a little bit. <laughs> I feel bad for John Turturro. Scott, this will be this will be interesting because we watched it together, mm-hmm. but I really couldn't get a read on you. Yeah. Uh, so, what did you think about this movie? Uh, since that's the case, you guys want to do uh, a guess? I have a. I have a. Do you want to save Scott for last then? Or okay. Yeah. All. All. We can. We can come back to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Think uh, while while whoever is talking I, next, think about what I'm. I I, I feel like about. my take is gonna is I might shed some light on what we think Scott's gonna say, but I don't know. We haven't heard your take yet, have we? No. But Todd can go. No. Go oh. ahead. So yeah, I'd never seen this movie. Um, and I think Scott and Tyler both kind of lowered my expectations of it. Like Scott said, "Oh, we're probably not gonna like this one. We're probably gonna rate it low." <laughs> and I was like, "I've never seen it," so I was like, "I don't have any special attachment to this movie. I'll be bummed if it's not good because." I'm kind of excited about it. And then Ty was like, yeah, I don't know if we'll rate it that high. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, that was really, really funny. I liked all the characters. Uh, and it, it's one of my favorite, uh, like, I don't know, like genres of comedy, I guess, where it's like really stupid characters in this situation that kind of turns into like very smart jokes, I feel like. Yeah, I've noticed that I, I think I am beginning to realize I really like uh, movies set in L.A., where dumb Works leads, knows. yes. So this and Perks and Being a Wallflower, yeah, are two favorite <laughs> movies. No, uh, with dumb leads who are trying to like solve a case. Like this yeah. reminded me a lot of the Nice Guys. Yeah, and I love both those movies so much. I think I I like the Nice Guys a lot. I think I like this better than I like the Nice Guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I liked it, and I liked it way more than I was expecting to because I feel like I was kind of coming in with lowered expectations. But that only made it more enjoyable for me because it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. I, I don't think there's a character besides Jesus that I'd be like, Oh yeah, I don't want them in the movie. You know, I thought everybody was funny and had their moment. Yeah. I, I, this is my third time watching it. The first time watching it, I didn't really remember the second time that I watched this was actually on a Saturday morning, uh, (laughs) on the couch in my underwear with Scott's dad. Nice. Yeah. Was Scott present? Mm-hmm. He was not. Okay. No. Yeah. No, I hadn't seen it yet. I wasn't actually in my underwear and Dave wasn't either, but for real, like on a Saturday morning sitting on the couch, uh, Dave and I watched this movie. Wait, you did watch it with yeah, Dave? Yeah, I really watched it with my dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at his house? Yeah. At my dad's house. Why were you there on Saturday morning? Tyler I used to spend the night at my house a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. He That's right. surfed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like crashed it uh, at the shooties like, once or twice a week for like a year. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And, uh, and yeah, one morning, like did I, Dave I, walk in and like rip his pants off, say like, all right, Scott, let's get to it. Yeah. And, oh, Tyler. Oh, Tyler. Oh, <laughs> does, does he, does he like walk out in breakaway pants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he puts on pants when he gets out of bed Yeah, and then breaks them. But away. that's only for like the, the special movies like independence day. Right. And, like, uh-huh. the Armageddon's. Right. Yeah. 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 And so this wasn't underwear. Worthy. He just kind of like, and he was like, Oh, Tyler's here. I guess we should watch a Coen brothers film. <laughs> well, like, he, he actually gets them stitched on the, on the pants. Uh, all the movies that are in the thousand and one underwear movies. Oh, so he he has one. He wears the same pair of underwear every time, and every time he watches a new no, underwear. No, the rip away pants are what have everything stitched on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I he's just constantly restitching them together. He's just adding because uh, he hasn't gotten to a thousand and one yet. So oh. just as they, this like, is a list in progress. Yes, yeah, I think that uh, 
we should because we a, keep having to watch movies like fifty times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In order for them, yeah, to, to be to know whether or not you it's keep having movie. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a part of the process. There's a rigorous like criteria and testing that it needs to pass to be. Do, an you, do, film. do you have to meet a quota before it can be added? It's like okay, we've only seen it forty five times. Another five, and then maybe we'll decide if it makes the list. Um, there's like five different like steps in the process and they come with every 10 watches. Of you have to watch it 10 times before you can even take your pants off to watch it. This yeah. is That's such, right. This is such a fascinating uh, <laughs> process that I wish Dave and you had a yeah. podcast. We're actually going to be coming out with our own awards pretty soon. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Are you just going to give them the on the under, show? The underwear awards. Yeah. The undies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you just going to show up to like actors homes just in your underwear? No, like we've invited them out. We're renting out uh, oh, wow. the Fox theater. Okay. Yeah. In Riverside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty prestigious. Yeah. Hey, Gone with the Wind aired uh, release. I mean, it's yeah, it's it better, is prestigious. It's better than, but it's still not like the Chinese theater the in LA or something. Sorry. Well, we're still pretty really? small. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to watch the undies. That's true. Yeah, Gone with the Wind premiered at the Fox Theater in Riverside. That's surprising. Yeah. So it actually is kind of a uh, prestigious. I've also performed there. <laughs> That's Do you perform Gone with the Wind there? And <laughs> yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. The whole movie by yourself? One man show, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Anyway. It was uh, really well received. I bet it was. <laughs> it was really well received. Dave, Dave had one. Or was it just my dad? Dave had one underwear? leg off. <laughs> <laughs> one pant leg off wow. is what he gave it. <laughs> That's, That's how we rate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can't get much better. It just two, two yeah. pant legs. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then like, you know, if it's like almost there, it's like around the ankles. Like, yeah. It's like, I, I, and it's long... like, if it's not great, it's just like my, my belt was unbuckled, but yeah. the pants stayed on. I long for the movie. That's so good that Dave just gets entirely naked. <laughs> <laughs> Yet to happen. Yeah. Yet to happen. That movie has not been made. <laughs> is he like you to where like he will never write anything completely <laughs> yes. naked because yeah. then that's his yeah. ceiling because then, then that means nothing could be better yeah. yeah uh but anyway watching this again this third time i liked it so much more uh than i had remembered and there was so so much of it so uh, like a lot of the nuance and details that just became a lot more like noticeable and hilarious to me um yeah, I, I think like with the Cohen brothers, like the for them the devil is really in the details. And so like at at like a f- super high flight level, it's funny. But like when you start picking up on all the little things, it becomes just truly hilarious. And so I I think that their movies like are probably rare in that they really do get better the more you watch them. Yeah. And it's funny you were talking about like the the details. Like they have every detail planned out like i oh, yeah. i was reading that um the only improvised line is when the dude calls the big lebowski a, a human paraquat yeah. and everything else down to the last man and dude was scripted yeah and like they, they don't rewrite like uh jeff bridges called john goodman he's like when do you think we're gonna get the rewrites and then john goodman said they don't redo rewrites yeah like the, it's just there and it's i guess perfect to them in their uh just as soon as I send it out. Well, and it was funny. Uh, like I was watching an interview um, talking about the Coen brothers. I, I think it was, uh, it was Jeff Bridges was talking about the Coen brothers and working with them. And he said, you know, working with two directors, you would just expect, and brothers, Jeff was saying like, if Bo and I tried to make a movie together, like we would be at each other's throats the whole time. And he said the, the most tense he ever saw them get on this movie was whether or not the dude would be facing up or down in the dream sequence when he ran into the bowling pins (laughs) and the the like exchange was i thought he would be facing up oh i thought he'd be facing down hmm let's shoot it both ways (laughs) he was was spinning right he was spinning yeah Yeah. and so whether which side he would be when he when he hit the bowling pins or and it was like that was the extent of their not having it thought out and planned out ahead of time like they're just so they have it on the page Mm. um which is so cool so anyway i loved it uh what do you guys think scott thinks of this movie i think scott thought it was just fine I think Scott liked it. I think he liked it quite a bit, but maybe not as much as we did. I think Scott, for variety, I'm going to say, I think Scott really enjoyed it. What does just fine mean? Like, 
eh, I, I probably wouldn't watch it again. I enjoyed it. Maybe like a 7.5 if I had to guess what you were going to rate it. You rate movies you wouldn't watch again 7.5? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, what, what I, uh, 5.7. <laughs> Like a, I don't know. Like a, I, I didn't think that number through. But like, just, just like a, just like I don't know. I, I, I it was a time that I watched. I watched it. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. And then it was over. You know, is that how it was? It was a, it was a time. Um, yeah. So I would say I'm probably not as low as what you're saying. Okay. Because that seems pretty low. I wouldn't say I was in where you guys are at. I think I can be swayed. I think I was more like where, where Zach was saying. I thought it was it was good. There's nothing that I'm really like critiquing on it. I didn't find myself just like laughing a ton though uh, watching it. I thought it was fine. Uh, I would watch it again. I totally understand what you were saying with like watching it multiple times. It would get better. It felt so much like that to me. Like I feel like I lost a lot of things because I didn't have the context of those things beforehand. Uh, so I felt like if I watched it again, I probably would laugh out loud. And that's how a lot of comedies are for me too. Like I sometimes I don't get them the first time. And so I think I would enjoy this a, a second or third uh, watch in. So uh, I, I did like it. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like excellent or extremely funny or any of those things, but I was actually looking forward to hearing you guys like talk a little bit more about it to like clue me into like what you guys thought was really good. And then I'm actually pretty swayable on this one. Interesting. Interesting. Well, let's, let's work on that. <laughs> Is I, this, do you actually have, you don't have to tell us what it is, but do you I've have already a number? Entered in you mine. do have yeah. a, a number entered. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I think that like I was bought in pretty quickly. Like I, I was, I was, and then I, I, I started laughing when they were showing him in the supermarket drinking the milk <laughs> <laughs> right out of the garden. And I was like, okay, this is going to be pretty funny. Did that feel to you like, uh, like, uh, Anchorman just ripped that off a little bit? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't, th I didn't think about Anchorman when I was watching okay. it, but I was just like, oh, okay, like what's he doing? And then, and then he's writing a check for 69 cents for milk that he, <laughs> that he postdates one year, <laughs> uh, which I thought was again, very funny. Like, so I, I, I was in from the beginning, I think. And I, I was nervous when I started it too, cause of you guys, but I was like, okay, no, I, I was immediately relieved. And I was like, I'm just bummed that they're not going to like it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. And when I said that before, I was just trying to make a point. I had no clue if we would like it or not. I was just using strong words to try to pull our, our group chat was, into deciding the way I wanted it to. He was <laughs> he was strong arming. Here's the the thing is is I think it made the opposite point, but I think if you would have hated this, this would be a pretty good episode. Yeah, but I didn't. I know. Oh. It's just gonna be good still, because we only make good episodes. 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 Yeah. yeah. We're never going to let you live that down. Yeah. <laughs> Figured. Jake has to be real careful. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. More careful than any of us three need to be. <laughs> but I it's because we love you the most. I don't think that's it. <laughs> I think it's, me. it's for your reactions to things. Mm. Like That's you, true. You're, this, there's so much satisfaction in your disgust. So <laughs> I, could, I could spike the podcast and just like you guys more. Yeah. yeah, or I could make a better podcast and just have it slowly deteriorate our friendship. <laughs> yeah, correct. Those okay. are your two options, really. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. I. Uh. I like. I. I was pretty. I was hooked. I think fairly early on. Uh. With this as well, but probably not quite that early. Not with the milk. Um. I. I think when I was like fully in was uh when the when the thugs come in and drop the ferret in the bathtub <laughs> he walks in he says nice funny. marmot yeah. <laughs> then he like drops I, it in the tub i actually did laugh out loud for that one that was kind of like later in the movie though no that was when they pee on his rug no no no, no. oh you're right that was the second time they come back drop the, the yeah ferret. flea flea in the nihilist yeah. drop the ferret in the tub <laughs> yeah no i that was like that that interaction they had where they were talking about the rug i thought was super funny too where they're like that it really pulled the room together it really tied the room together and they just kept talking going over that i thought that that uh, i think was where i was completely bought in it was like yeah. probably 15 minutes into the movie you yeah know? yeah uh but i thought that that was very he was just really upset at 
that his crappy rug got ruined that tied together his crappy rug. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, like, how is he affording? He's, they're in Malibu. How is he affording rent for an apartment in Malibu? Like, uh, it, it looked like he wasn't always. Like, <laughs> like, I think he was taking advantage of his landlord. <laughs> his landlord. <laughs> and oh, just bought a, some points by going to watch his play or whatever he was doing. <laughs> he, like, rent wasn't even a thought in his mind. He was like, it's the 10th already. And he's like, Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Far yeah. out, man. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't even question, like, why are you telling me? He's just like, yeah, okay. Nice. <laughs> just going with it. He's drinking his Caucasians. And, uh, he, I loved this character so much. Like, I, I just loved how he just wanted to just be chill and, like, and he just couldn't, like, so much bad stuff happens to him. <laughs> it just cracks me up. Like, he's not asking for much. Right. He just wants his rug. He just back, wants his rug. And then just wants to be left alone with his white Russians. <laughs> and that's not an option and, for and him. And bowl. <laughs> yeah, and bowl. Have a peaceful time bowling. With Donnie and what's John Goodman's name in this? Walter. Right? Walter. Walter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although, you know, he doesn't do that much bowling. It, he's never seen bowling in the movie except for in a dream sequence. Yeah. So he I, just wants to sit at the bowling alley. I, I think the only one who really cares about bowling is is Walter. And he mm-hmm. does not roll on Chavez. Did you <laughs> did you love when he pulls the gun out? I did. <laughs> that, that was just like he was so deliberate. And so, so, and I I that that was very funny too. <laughs> I think uh I think the whole argument about uh the Sabbath was one of my favorite. Like yeah. it's that just when up. which one? The one in the bowling alley or the one in the car? Both. Yeah. The one in the car I thought was funny because he was like uh, well, you got divorced. Like, well, it doesn't mean I stopped being Jewish. <laughs> There's a, I think we talked in a previous episode that Roger, Roger Deakins shot this, right? Yeah. Roger Deakins yeah. did shoot he, this. He for sure did. Yeah. There's a shot in this movie that I loved so much and it's so early in the movie and it's right after the first group of thugs walk in and like stuff his face in the toilet and then he's just <laughs> sitting on the toilet oh yeah dripping Dri- and it's it's framed so well yeah yeah but like the the subject matter is so pathetic yeah and just and he's sitting there looking so defeated and it's just such a mood and he that just I picks up it. his glasses and <laughs> yeah. puts on his glasses yeah yeah he's wearing his sunglasses inside just dripped in toilet water it's just like <laughs> toilet wanna, water and milk <laughs> yeah i want to make this my my twitter header <laughs> like this is a perfect shot I love that too because the guys are like, where's the, he's like, does it look like I have millions of dollars? (laughs) And then they realize so casually like, oh, this isn't him. (laughs) I loved Pete all over his rug. I think this movie has one of my favorite jokes I think I've seen in a movie and and I love how it became like this repeated bit that people just barge into his home all yeah. the time. And so then he gets to a point where he's nailing <laughs> a of wood in the ground to stop people from walking in. But the door opens to the outside and not the end. And so he nails it, walks away, and someone instantly opens the door. I laughed so hard. I, I rewound it and watched that bit. I thought it was perfect. Well, well, was, and there's just so many nails. Yeah, there's so many well, nails. So funny was he injures himself on the nails later. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. The, the 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 I think that was the the scene because it just starts off the whole marmot thing was hilarious. But even when he like they barge into the house, his nonchalance where he just yells at him, "Hey, this is a private domicile." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, let's talk a little bit. Uh, we've been talking about the dude a fair amount, but let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. That's the big Lebowski, right? No, 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 no. sorry, is that the the servant? Of yeah, the- <laughs> he was super funny. His servant. I don't know. He, what yeah, I don't know. I, I loved the way that he took the dude so seriously, <laughs> and he keeps calling him dude. I think that that's super funny. He was in my favorite part of the movie. I thought he was the funniest one. I just loved how nervous he was the entire movie. (laughs) (laughs) And he tried to keep everything so professional. Um, Oh, man. Philip Seymour Hoffman, is he was just so good at what he did. He, He could do anything. Yeah. He's he's locked in the room. It's been an unspeakable tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved the Big Lebowski too. I thought he was hilarious. I think I think my favorite character was Donnie though. 
Steve really? Buscemi, Steve Buscemi, I think is super funny. He is. Um, and just like his, like, just like cheeriness at being, maybe I related to him. His, <laughs> his cheeriness at being just totally shut down and ignored <laughs> the, oh, the whole movie. I'm a little bummed. <laughs> it's like Lennon said, I am the walrus. And he just says like five times. Like, I am the walrus. <laughs> I am the walrus. And then uh, like just that everything about him, I thought it was so funny. He was really funny, yeah. And he, when he he him dying was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot he died. <laughs> and they spread his ashes, and it just just, just that was all over, over the dude. The dude. <laughs> but no, just like the way he dies <laughs> is so funny. Like balls are throwing that bowling ball at the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I I started dying at, and then and then the whole fight is stupid. And then I'm like, oh, they all made it out, and. Then, and then Donnie's just dying we of a heart a man, attack. We got a man down. Was he shot? No, he's having a heart attack. <laughs> Calling in a helicopter. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was hilarious. That, I, that was <laughs> hands down my favorite part. <laughs> Do you have a, a cheaper container? This is our... Is there a Ralph's nearby? <laughs> <laughs> then when he says at the end of it, he's like is there an officer I could speak to? Like he just has no context for not being in Vietnam. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love how uh, everything just roped back to him being in Vietnam. <laughs> but I also just felt like this was the last person that the dude would ever want to hang out with this much. He's like, <laughs> like their friendship didn't make any sense. Cause to he's me. the anti dude. <laughs> he, he is, is the anti dude. Yeah. He really is. And you said at the beginning of this podcast that this is like a brig, uh, I'm sorry, I can't speak. A big brain comedy. And it really is because this was like not necessarily an easy movie to follow. No. And like it's yeah. had a very convoluted plot. It like a lot happens. Shocks me that it's as big as it is yeah. with the crowd that it's popular with. Like I feel like a lot of people that I, I see that I th that love this movie, I don't think go for the big brain comedies that much. <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to insult those people, but like I just I don't know. It was surprising that it was um was as that. popular yeah. as with those it, crowds. It, it, and it, it just doesn't seem like the kind of movie that would have been as popular as it was. Yeah. yeah I mean, John Goodman said uh, in an interview that uh, college kids for decades have been not going to class and it's the big, Le big Lebowski's fault. John Goodman also, I think, said that this is his favorite movie that he appears in. And yeah. It was, he's never had more fun working on a movie. Yeah. Well, didn't Jeff Bridges also say something similar? Yeah, Jeff Bridges said that uh, not only is his favorite movie he's ever been in, it's just one of his all-time favorite movies. Like, he loves it. And he said that uh, any time that, uh, like, any time, like, he's flipping through channels and one of his movies is on, he won't, like, watch it, uh, except for The Big Lebowski. Mm. says, anytime I ever see this, I watch it. Apparently, he tours with a band called The Abiders. Oh, really? Uh, Jeff Bridges does. That's kind of cool. Oh, what what was the, the line that you said uh, about when it's on TV? Wait, what? Uh, the line about... Oh, so the that, that line that they had for the TV cut where uh, uh, Walter is destroying that brand new Ferrari. Oh, yeah. And he's saying, this is what happens when you do... F with a stranger. Yeah. And uh, they said, they, they edited that to be, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, apparently everybody thinks is one of the most creative uh, movie like edits to get onto TV of all time. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty. Yeah. That scene. Let's talk about that scene for a second, because I just loved that whole thing of him walking in. And then there's the guy in the iron lung, just at the end of the room, like the father or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that guy who was like, like a, a TV writer. writer. Right. He, he treats him with such reverence yeah. and he talks John to him Goodman like there's does, right? nothing wrong with yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Is and then he's just, is he still writing? No, sir. <laughs> and then it's just dumb kid. Yeah. Well, the, the scene right before that I thought was very funny too where they were introducing it and then he says his name like it's such a huge name he's like I don't know who that is and he's like oh he wrote 150 episodes of this TV show like that's a major contributor and then they're talking about it and then they're like oh is that right by the in and out yeah. <laughs> he's like right, we'll go we'll do this some burgers and some beers and I was like that just sounds like a good night you yeah. know and probably some bowling afterward yeah. you would assume if it's Walter's idea and I love that they still got in and out afterwards oh yeah, yeah. they were like just like so silently yeah 
munching on their... their but, <laughs> but Donnie seemed so content. So happy. He, he's just so happy the whole time. <laughs> Until he has a heart attack. Yeah. He's treated so terribly and he just doesn't care. Yeah. What... Do like, you still feel like that's you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of, like, Sam Elliott in this movie? Like, why do you think the Coen brothers chose to include that character in this movie i don't know but i i've liked that too like i really liked it like is is it just another nonsensical aspect of this movie or like does he have a deeper meaning i think he has a deeper meaning and okay. i've heard people talk about this before that he's like a little bit of like an angelic type figure like not yeah. an angelness per se but like you know that he is some omniscient being that is like you know, just fascinated with and keeping tabs and keeping an eye out on the dude. Because it, it seemed like he knew the dude yeah, when right. they met. Well, he did. He, yeah, he, he, when they met, he calls him dude. dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even though there's like no context for that. And it's funny, Zach, uh, you got me watching Fargo. Yeah. And they play on this scene or they play on this character yeah. in a scene in the show. I remember when I watched that, I think it's season three and I was so confused by that scene. And I remember someone, uh, I think I read online that it was a reference to a different Coen brothers movie. And so when I saw this, it kind of clicked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But also his Samuel Elliott's character. And this reminded me so much of when he was in parks and rec. That's what I thought. And it was the anti Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> I like, he's, you have a good sarsaparilla. And yeah. Like, do you have to use so many swear words, yeah, dude? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no reason to curse. There absolutely is. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I really like whenever Sam Elliott pops up. Oh, yeah, I Unless think so, too. Unless it's in Tombstone. But, uh, I like him in Tombstone, too. So I like him in everything. Yeah. His voice is so buttery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so buttery. And Sa Sam Elliott looks, uh, maybe we'll throw a photo of my Uncle Michael in the photo dump, but he looks just like my Uncle Michael. So shout out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think he looks as bad as, uh, what's his name? Andy Serkis. Andy, Andy Serkis. Serkis. But I wouldn't say he's like a super attractive dude. I think he's pretty normal looking. <laughs> just looks like whatever. Looks Sa like Sam Elliott? Yeah. I think he's gorgeous. I think he looks, he looks like he was from the 1800s. That's not necessarily a bad thing. No, yeah. no, it's not a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, like, you know who was uh, super hot was Timothy Oliphant and Deadwood. <laughs> okay, anyway. It. Who's who's hotter, Tim Timothy Oliphant or Elliot, Samuel Elliot? Is that Did the you just name? call him Samuel? Samuel. <laughs> I've never heard anybody call him Samuel. Is his name even Samuel? It, it probably well, is. Uh, Scott and him are close. Yeah. Like he, uh, so he, he calls him Samuel. <laughs> Samuel, Sammy, yeah. Simmy, Sammy, Swammy, Sometimes Simmy. Samsonite. He hates when you say that he looks like he's from the 1800s, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why I did it. I told him I was going to tell him. It's a dig. Yeah. Speaking of Sam Elliott, there's a there's a movie that I was just very kind of disappointed. I was super excited about what I found out about, and then I saw a trailer and I was super disappointed. Have you heard of The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot? Yeah, it sucks. Starring Sam. Yeah, it looked awful. I was like, this, this could probably be the funniest movie of all time. And then I realized it was not a comedy. I watched it with uh, one of my in-laws and well, I shouldn't say we watched it. We watched about 30 minutes of it and we turned it off. Yeah, I was, I <laughs> it like was bad. It, it was looked, terrible. I only watched the trailer and I never watched it. And I was stoked when I heard the name of the movie and I saw Sam Elliott was in it. But uh, didn't deliver. Yeah, don't watch it. That's not a movie you should have what, seen. What is, uh, what was so bad about it? Uh, it's been a while now. I, I think it just, it just felt like a B movie. Like, I think the dialogue was really bad. The acting just felt really unnatural. And the, the story was just stupid. Wasn't too. the Bigfoot causing some sort of disease to spread or something weird? And that's why they had to kill him? I don't remember. That's what I got from the, that's what I gleaned from the trailer. Yeah, I don't remember. But uh, it was boring, though. Like, I remember thinking it was really boring. Yeah. So that would be one thing that I wouldn't like Sam Elliott in. Yeah. Just circling back. Fair enough. <laughs> so uh what did you guys uh what did you guys think about julianne moore her performance and her character in this i mean she was very weird it was funny but like those weren't my favorite parts but really? i still enjoyed them okay i yeah she she that wasn't my favorite aspect of the movie too but i thought she was good like i thought she performed her part well um i think i cracked up more uh at lupin like oh the, yeah, yeah, the actor who plays Lupin. Oh yeah, yeah, her yeah. friend. No, for sure, me too. And and all of this was a segue. Probably my favorite part in the entire movie 
is when he like picks up her phone and just starts like laughing and then she gets on the phone and they're just like weirdly laughing and like we're a little bit like like in the perspective of the dude in that moment like what the heck is happening like so much of this movie feels like we are like on a bad acid trip with the dude you know totally totally but I loved that scene. I thought it was hilarious. I, I cracked up. I really liked some of the scenes too when the dude is tripping or like having visions or whatever and they're not shot particularly well. Like they don't look high budget scenes, you know, right, but right. it just feels so on brand. It kind of reminds me of the um, the title card at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. How that didn't even look that aesthetically like nice or anything. Like it looked kind of cheaply made, but it just felt so on brand. Well, it looked like, and I think this is what they were going for. It looked like- the bowling alley, right? E- well, yeah, but it looked like it was uh, those dream sequences were like made in the 60s kind of a thing. Mm. Like just kind of going for that like look of like what- what a movie made in the 60s, how they would do it kind gotcha. of a thing. Yeah, I can see that. Wait, was he... He wasn't doing acid though, right? No, he was usually like... He was unconscious. He was just, it was just... Yeah, yeah he, he was like just knocked like out. A vision or something, yeah. Like, uh, I didn't mean to say a trip. Oh, yeah. I just... Because he was smoking weed, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that's what I associate with him. When you said acid trip, I was like, wait a second. Do I not know drugs? <laughs> do I... <laughs> Chris, is that a weed? <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt like. I'm like. He's a nurse. Like, he knows. I don't know. I just used acid trip as like an umbrella term for Got just it. like tripping, you yeah. know. Got weird, it. weird dream sequence thing. A uh, little bit of trivia about dude and his weed smoking. Apparently, <clears throat> before every scene, uh, Jeff Bridges would ask the Coen brothers, did the dude burn one on his way over here? And then if they said yes, he would just rub his eyes really hard to make himself look bloodshot. Mm. I mean, he pulled that off really well. Yeah, and I think it's funny that they had planned even that. Right, like really. whether or not he, like he was had high. A, he yeah. had an idea. They had an idea for it. <laughs> Jake, you were telling us something interesting in the, the trivia on the way over here that all of the the music, all of the, the soundtrack of this movie is all diegetic. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think every song they said was, uh, yeah, diegetic meaning. I think Zach explained this probably better Early than I could, on, yeah. but uh, that it's like something that the characters are actually hearing. So like when they hear Hotel California, it's playing in the bowling alley or um, he's listening to, you know, Credence on his, on his, uh, his Credence tapes in his car. Yeah. And like that. And also apparently uh, <clears throat> what's, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but who helped them develop like the soundtrack and the dude's taste in music also just hated the Eagles. And so that's why the dude hates the Eagles. And then one of the members of the Eagles, I forget who it was, was so upset that he angrily confronted Jeff Bridges about it at a party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Was he say like, I hate the Eagles or something? Yeah. He's in the cab and he's like, I, I, I I effing hate the Eagles, man. (laughs) He he didn't even, he wasn't even like that upset about it, but that taxi driver got so upset (laughs) so quickly. Uh, didn't you have some trivia about, um, him touring with Metallica too? Oh yeah. Well, so he, in the movie says that he toured with Metallica and he called the band a bunch of a-holes and they were just so happy that they got mentioned in a Coen (laughs) brothers movie that they tried every way they could to work it into their live shows. Like that scene where they talk about, Oh, that's funny. What was the other thing that he like claimed credit for that, uh, like in that same, in that same moment, like he claimed credit for some big Oh, he claimed credit for uh, he was in the Seattle Seven and that he had written the Port Huron papers, which was Thomas Hayden and like the plot of the movie Trial of Chicago Seven. Oh, yeah. And he says, uh, <laughs> but he says, I was, I, yeah, I was part of the Seattle Seven instead of the Chicago Seven. Oh, interesting. He says, uh, the original version, not the stuff that got released or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he was like the, he was the true like hippie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah some of the like the the like i don't know character building depth that they applied to to the dude just really cracked me up this time around yeah it, there's a lot of humor built around like people's like i guess reactions to the dude being a hippie and i'm not super like familiar with hippie culture or the history of it 
but I, I have to imagine that some of it kind of rooted from like a real place. Like, like I think of the taxi driver, how just aggressive he was, but more so to the, the police chief. Yeah. That just was so <laughs> aggressive to the dude. Throws the coffee cup at his head. Yeah. <laughs> That and was, it was just was so upset, great. like just wanted him out of Malibu, like, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. I think of, and I'm probably a long shot. Do we do recommendations still on this podcast? Yeah, yeah a, go for it. There's a great Dan Auerbach song called uh, Malibu Man. Dan Auerbach's the lead singer of the Black Keys. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It is exactly, I think. I didn't dude. know that he did solo stuff. Yeah. I like a lot of his solo stuff, mm. um, but uh it is exactly the dude. So go check it out. Oh, really? Like that? Yeah. I think it's about some record producer in reality, but that's gotcha. all I can think about when I listen to the song now. Did we do just the facts? We never did. Do you want to hit us with, <laughs> do you want to hit us with a, a late facts? Uh, yeah. This was uh, written and directed by the Coen brothers. I think we might've mentioned that one already. It uh, <laughs> was released March 6th, 1998. Uh, runtime of 117 minutes. The other guys gave this an 83%. IMDb an 8.1 had a budget uh, or box office of 46 million with a budget of six, uh, 15 million. It didn't win any awards and wasn't nominated. Really? I mean, comedies in general don't yeah, perform well at, I the, guess that makes sense. at, at the Academy. Um, yeah. And I guess a couple of other uh, facts for our, for our listeners. Uh, this is for us. This is our, our third Coen brothers movie now. Uh, mm-hmm. so we've done one of their, uh, dramas yeah. and now two comedies. How, uh, Scott, how does this stack up to you against burn after reading now having yeah. to like s- sit through, well, this, not sit through, but this was definitely better than burn after reading for me. I think that Scott's burn after reading needs an asterisk because <laughs> Scott wanted to do anything but watch burn after reading at that time. <laughs> Well, it wasn't watching it. It was, it the, was recording the recording of the episode. Oh, okay. I, I guess we were watching it. and you It know. was my idea to do it that night. Yeah. <laughs> we know. But, uh, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I definitely thought this was better than Burn After Reading. Um, but I'm still hovering right around where I was. We haven't swayed you? No. Gotcha. Um, I, for me, I don't know. I loved most of the characters. I thought... Um, Jeff Bridges did the best out of anyone. Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I, I struggle. I'm, I'm, I'm debating in my mind right now, whether I didn't like John Goodman's character or I just, he did so well that I hated his character. Oh I, yeah. I mean, you hate him, but he's super funny. Like, like I think some of the most I just found you, him annoying the whole time. Like I didn't like him. He was someone who was like, I would not want this person in my life. I would <laughs> want, I wouldn't want him in my life either, but I would like to watch him. Like, I think he's super funny to watch. Mm. I, when he, when he, when he just jumps he out of the car, every situation, Uzi just <laughs> goes oh, <off>. yeah. It's <laughs> like, you grab the Uzi or he's like, I'm going to grab the Uzi. You take the wheel. He's like the Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> you think I was coming into this unprepared. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I, and how he's just so sure. He's like, she kidnapped herself, man. <laughs> he's like, we it. think she might have. <laughs> or like when they're yelling, I think one of my favorite lines that went like, it was like very small was like, he's yelling in the diner and he's making a scene and he's like, no, I can say whatever I want. He's like, this isn't a first amendment issue, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I think that was my favorite, maybe my favorite line of the whole movie. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> That it wasn't a First Amendment issue. Just like his reaction where he's like, I can say whatever I want. And he's like, man, don't, this isn't a First Amendment issue. Like, <laughs> like, it, like it, one, it's a thing that has happened before. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he's so over it. But like, that's where he has to go with it. Not like, mm. don't make a scene. <laughs> like, they're not violating your constitutional rights, man. Sit down. <laughs> I think my, my favorite was when he was in the bath and they come in with the ferret. And then he was like, nice marmot. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's his first thing he's yeah, gonna say. Yeah. I don't remember. Did he say that to the thugs? Yeah, yeah. He said that like they walk into the bathroom and he just says, Hey man, nice marmot. <laughs> <laughs> and then they and then they throw them <laughs> throw it in the bathtub with them. I yeah. also I thought that the Germans were very funny. Like their whole thing. Like I was like, how do they work into this? And like they were just being idiots. I love I love it when Peter Sturmer shows up in anything because he's just the most ridiculous person. Oh yeah. And yeah. like I I think I think he's a a terrible actor. I think, but like in in the best way for a situation like this. Yes. 
Um, so I, I enjoyed them too. And I, I just wanted to shout out Peter Stormare there for a little bit. <laughs> See, I didn't love the Germans. I felt like you could have cut them out and the movie would have been better. But then how would, how would Donnie have died? <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't get the helicopter, Scott. He could have just died of a heart attack in the bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But that, you didn't, it, I, I think they were, their presence in the movie was worth it just to watch that guy get pelted by the bowling ball. It was hilarious that like they have this big standoff at the end and then Donnie just dies of a heart attack. Yeah. Like that is hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. If, if he had died by just randomly having one, it wouldn't have been nearly as funny. Like there's a burning car. John Goodman's got blood dripping down his face because he's chewed someone's ear clean <laughs> off. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like it is, there is just utter, he's like bashed someone else in the head with a radio with a, with like a boom box. Like, I mean, it's just insanity. There was a sword at one point. Like, <laughs> like, also, I loved all their interactions about like there were Nazis. No, they were nihilists. They kept telling me they didn't believe in anything. <laughs> he believes in nothing. <laughs> like that, I thought those were, all those were very funny. Are these the Nazis? No, they're nihilists. You don't have to be afraid of them. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> Or just like, because like he, Peter Stormare was the one that was on the pool float, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 That, that's him. He's an nihilist. Just like the, I, the, the, that was the only thing like that anybody just, ever yeah. wanted to say about it. That was completely their identity. Yeah. Even as we're talking about it, we're like, you guys are just bringing up more and more lines that like I've forgotten, but remember enjoying. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, it was, it was a hilarious movie. And I loved the, I loved the, uh, the moment like it just cracked me up so much that like when the dude gets thrown out of the taxi speeding by him is bunny in the car just like yeah like oh, nope she's totally fine you know like but that was like the only other time we saw her you know like and i, I love that this whole thing was just just because she just went away and nobody, <laughs> nobody knew where she was. She went to Palm Springs with some friends and didn't tell us. Yeah. So how do you think they convinced uh, the girl German to cut off her toe? They thought that, <laughs> yeah, they thought that she was going to get a million dollars because they thought there was a million dollars in the case. So they were, yeah, they were just trying to get the, get the money. But is that worth a million dollars to lose your toe? It's your pinky toe. Would you trade your pinky toe for a million dollars? Probably. I might trade my pinky toe for a million dollars, but it looked like there were five of them, and so I would not trade for two hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. And yeah. it's like, how come she had to do it just because she was a girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved the. I know it's just so like, uh, like I don't know, blase or something. But I loved the the IHOP scene where they're just all ordering pancakes with uh, lingleberry or yeah. whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like it was just lingleberry pancakes and like they're, but I don't know, just they that, all order it in a different weird, in way. a different weird way. Yeah. And, uh, it just cracked me up and it, it really reminded me of like the, like it with a lot less payoff, but it reminded me so much of the shawarma epilogue from, mm, uh, Avengers. Avengers, like just the, I don't know, just the quiet blase-ness about it just cracked me up. So I think that this whole podcast has been favorite part of favorite lines. Pretty much. Uh, does anybody have any any thoughts other than favorite parts, favorite lines about the movie? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I Zach mentioned this uh, before, but I want to touch back on it. I I think that uh, it's hilarious to me, like the notion of Roger Deakins, one of the greatest cinematographers of all time. You know, he's given us, uh, you know. 1917 just that like long continuous camera shot he gave us no country for old men which was just gorgeous doing a comedy like that just is funny but he brought so much like i think richness to this where like it is yeah it's a comedy that was released in 98 that holds up in so many ways and i think that's because it's so beautifully shot you know, I had, uh, I'm sorry, you were, you were mentioning the year. I, th I, I think I agree with what you said, but there was one other thing I thought about, and it's something that I really respect about the Coen brothers, is they wanted Jeff Bridges, uh, yeah, Jeff Bridges, yeah, sorry, I, I talked myself out of that one, and, and, uh, and John Goodman to be in the movie, and they were both working on other things at the time, so they just waited to make the movie. And they did Fargo instead. Yeah, they, they're like, yeah. okay, well, we'll just release another banger. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll deign to do. 
and then we'll come back. We'll come back and do this. Right. Which I think is crazy, like, like crazy vision to have for something where like, and like, just like the, uh, the amount of how much they already had in mind where they're like, oh, well, if we're not going to do this exactly how I thought, and I've thought about every detail, then I'm not going to do it. Well, and it reminds me, I think you had told us uh, when we did Burn After Reading that they were writing No Country for Old Men while they were making Burn After Reading. Uh-huh. And well, like just the, like, yeah, the the level of, of forethought that they have is crazy. Apparently that like <clears throat> they hit an issue, they wrote like 40 pages of the script and they're like, okay, well, we, we hit a roadblock. So they just went and wrote something else and then came back to it. And that's just, I don't know, I guess how they work. It's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Zach's all cold. He's snuggling in a blanket. Right it's now. it's currently like eighty seven <laughs> degrees outside, and it is thirty in this house. <laughs> Tyler and I are both here with just fine. You live in this. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to be really hard for me. Scott and I are we're uh, we're moving out. Yep. And uh, I can't imagine I'll ever be able to keep my house as cold as we've been able to keep it in here for the last three years straight. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is our last recording uh, in this building. It is. This will be our last recording in this building. And it was, we're sitting where we recorded our first three episodes. So it's very fitting. They're both, uh, they're both my movies. That's true. Yeah. You had all three of the first three no, episodes. No, I, I had first the first and episode last. and the last here. <laughs> yeah. The first episode here and the last episode here. We should release this from, address so that all the tots can like come from just we came come like take pictures of yeah, it. Yeah. Like, wow. This is where it all started. <laughs> yeah. I'm one, down one now that day. I'm moving it'll, out. It'll be like the pizza house from breaking bad. Yeah. That everybody just throws pizzas on people. Right. Just come and throw tater tots at the front door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just leave rotten potatoes just strewn <laughs> about the front. The HOA goes to crap. <laughs> There's just rotten potatoes growing out of all the areas. <laughs> Oh man! Well, what do you guys say we bring this up to a close? Yeah, let's, let's do bring it. it home. I guess I'll go first since I'm probably gonna be the lowest rated. Um, I'm going. Well, know that I did bring it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you talked yourself into it. We didn't. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. How did you convince yourself? <laughs> he convinced himself by hearing what we had to say. Um, no, I was just like reflecting on more of the funny moments. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, I, I enjoyed this more than, so, uh, it was a 4.2. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm oh, just kidding. All right. <laughs> I just wanted to see that reaction from you guys. Um, I had it at a 7.5, uh, and now it's a 7.9. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That was pretty good. Nice. Yeah. 7.9 what? Uh, marmots thrown into bathtubs. <laughs> okay. Jake? Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.8, .8, uh, Credence tapes in, in, left in my car. Left in your car. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a long time to get that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Jake I, was supposed to go last, but it's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we we didn't get the chance to talk about it, but that was one of my favorite scenes. And I had, I had forgotten that I had suggested to Scott when we watched it that that be our uh, audio intro when... Uh, the he gets in the car and he's like what's that smell and the cop's like oh some vagrants probably lived in it or maybe used it as a toilet <laughs> like he's just so at least he kept the credence <laughs> hey, at least he kept the credence and I, I i loved when the cops were talking and then he was like oh my car got stolen was anything in it and he's like oh, a couple of credence tapes but he's like i don't think you're gonna get those credence back <laughs> <laughs> all right tyler we're gonna come to you wait wait what what did you rate it again he 8 gave 8. it an 8.8. 8.8, okay. Yeah, I'm going to give this uh, an 8.9 Caucasians. I, I'm going to give this an 8 point, I'm sorry, 8.7 Strangers in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Let's all, let's all have some Caucasians after this. All right, yeah. I don't even know what's in a Caucasian. It's a white Russian. It's like that's just what he, he calls, just calls a white Russian. It's like vodka, heavy cream, and coffee liqueur. Is that what it is? Yeah, Kahlua. Yeah, yeah. I, it looked so good though. I've like, never. Had I one. just wish so badly I had one as I was watching that. I've movie. never had one or even wanted to have one, but uh, I wanted to have one after that. Yeah. Well, this comes out to an eighty-five percent uh, on Rotten Potatoes. Uh, once again, the other guys gave this an 83%, and IMDb gave it an 8.1, so we're right there with them. This is number now number 18 out of 78. And remind us, what did we rate uh, the other Coen Brothers movies that we did? Uh, Burn After Reading and No Country. Yeah, Burn After Reading came out to a 74%, so this was full uh, 10%. 
11 what did i say this one was I 85 i think so it's 11 percent lower um and then let me find no country is like the second highest we did yeah, yeah. no country for old man is 94 percent. yeah is it really two it's like two or three it's number two you I because I had the thought like well we did there will be blood surely it must be high. And then I, just, I don't know why I forgot that I don't know why you that, thought uh, that yep Zach and I were talking uh, last night uh, me him and and his wife were talking about he and I getting matching tattoos and we were talking about like what would we get and Zach suggested that we get uh, all the, four of all us. four of our or all four of us get. Uh, the there will be blood rankings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like Tyler's 9.9, my 9.8, Jake's 9, and then Scott's 5.1. <laughs> yeah, I'm down only if Jake does it first, though. <laughs> I have to do it first? If yeah, I say I'll do it, I'll do it. If you, You're going to chicken out like last time. I didn't chicken out last time. Last time I said I don't want to do it <laughs> from the start. Last time from the get-go, he was like, that's not happening. That's true, but he also said he would. No, I said, I'll think about it. And then I said, I'll come, I said, I'll come to the place. And then I was like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Do you like Lost? (laughs) I do. I I mean, I like the first three seasons of Lost. I've been thinking about giving it another try. I I saw the tattoo or the Uh, show. (laughs) I thought you meant the tattoo. (laughs) No, the show. Uh, Because I haven't watched it since it was on TV. Yeah. Uh, And then I saw a video the other day of somebody talking about it. And then they said that they thought it was a show that was made to be binged. And like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's better to watch it that I way agree. that's the only way i've watched it um and so i maybe i'll like it better so I'm, i'll let you know at the end of season three yep well next week is our final episode of season two boom season two is about to be in the bag and we are ending it happy note with, with a, a very, doozy very happy note we're ending with schindler's list <laughs> and i've been pushing for us to do this for half a season now and uh, it's my pick, so I, I get to um, I get to do whatever I want. I was I was making out during it, so I didn't watch. <laughs> you made out during Schindler's List. <laughs> um, I think that's the uh, audio we should open with for next week. All right, uh, Jake, do you have any final thoughts uh, going into Schindler's List as the final episode of season two? Get ready to do some.